everybody. This is Muffin with the Daily Biker Podcast. Just here to let y'all know the opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and their guests, not to be confused with their partners and sponsors. Now, let's get it on. Hey guys, this is Sean from the Bikes and Beards YouTube channel, and you guys are listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You're going to love it. Busy at work this week. I haven't got a chance to do our... Uh, what we really need is a, a, it's been a, a phone to go to a website. It's true. That is true, but then I mean we haven't done any research on it though. Still, conversation to be had. There, there is definitely conversation to be had. I mean, we're only talking about one country. True, but I'm going to pose another option. The, the for second greatest country. <laughs> Since I haven't done any research on that, because I did actually have my day job that I have to work on this week. Yeah. I'm actually going to pose a separate topic. Something that we've touched on Ooh, this man. multiple times in the podcast, but we've never actually touched something to it. They don't need to worry about what we've touched on multiple times oh, in the podcast. Oh, God. Come over here, buddy. All right, I'm leaving the room now. Because I've, I've kept seeing articles about the tiered licensing system for the United States. Okay. I, I think that's... Because that's something that we've never had here, and we have touched on it briefly, but yeah. we've never gone into like a, a deep dive. Now, they haven't put out guidelines for what they want to do in the United States, but we have some foreign countries that have had dedicated guidelines. Yeah. You know, they'll have like a, a three or four tiered system, but also there's a lot of countries where you can't get certain motorcycles. You know, if it has over a certain CC, you just can't own it. Or yeah, it's cost sure. prohibitive. If you're listening to this, and you're going to hate Daniel for wanting a tier licensing system, send your hate mail to the Daily Biker. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, address it to Daniel. So, Go ahead. Um, I don't... I already told you. I don't disagree with a tier licensing yeah. system. No. I think a better place to start, though, might be like some other states already have... Compared to what we have yeah. here. So, to clarify by that, in the state of Tennessee, it is a do-whatever-you-want state mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to this. You know what I need to do? Hang it's on. Like it hasn't actually been recording. <laughs> no, it, it's been recording. I just didn't have it on airplane mode. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a pretty much a do-what-you-want state when it comes to motorcycles. Uh, simply meaning, in Tennessee... Uh, if you don't have a motorcycle license, okay, cool. Ride your motorcycle. I'm not telling you to do that. That's just kind of how the state goes. Yeah. If you get a ticket and you do not have a motorcycle license, it is essentially a fix-it ticket. You'll get a ticket. You have so many days before court. If you get your license before then, you will have to pay a fee, not a fine, a fee, Uh and I think it's like what your court cost would have been. Yeah. But you, it doesn't go it's, against you. It's There's a nothing. repair fee for your license not existing. Right. <laughs> it, it doesn't go against you or anything like that. I've heard some people talk about theirs was 30 days. I've heard other people talk about theirs was as far out as 90 days. Yeah. I've never heard of anybody's license ticket being more than 90 days, though. Which I mean, makes, that's fair. makes sense for the state of Tennessee. Now, there there are some states that uh, you get pulled over on a motorcycle without a motorcycle license. You lose your regular license, too. Yes. Oh, damn. So, that gets suspended as well. Uh, also in Tennessee, they have some, they have some ground rules. Uh, I will state what I have heard 
Uh, so essentially, if you work for the state and you know the ground rules, and I'm wrong, just going based on my knowledge of when I took the course and what other people have experienced. So, one, they say that you need to schedule your writing exam. Mm-hmm. If you're written, you can go take your written at any point in time. And this does not qualify for the people that have taken a motorcycle safety course to get your license. That's not this. Here, you take your motorcycle safety course, you take the paperwork, you have your license. Yeah. Um, and I think that paperwork is good for like 60 days or 90 days or something I think, like I that think it's too. 90 days. Actually, uh, I think it might be a little bit longer. Too. So basically, you mm-hmm. can ride with that piece of paper. Yeah. Uh, so, but... If you're not doing that route, you go to the DMV, you can take your written test at any time. Your writing test has to be scheduled. Uh, Then with your writing test, when you take your writing test, someone else needs to bring your bike to the DMV. (laughs) This is what's supposed to happen. Someone needs to take your bike to the DMV or you trailer your motorcycle because you are not a licensed rider of a motorcycle. So you do not take your own motorcycle to the DMV. Daniel, let me finish. Let me finish. After this, I'm going to say exactly what I did, okay? Um, you also didn't introduce us. I didn't even introduce the podcast. I know. <laughs> was was that what you were trying to stop me for? No, but, it's not. No, it wasn't, but we I was going to say that, too. We just oh, went straight into it. This. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Daily Biker Podcast. My <laughs> name is Marcus. I'm your clueless leader, obviously. And oh. <laughs> I'm not hitting the candy cane tonight. Uh, I do have Daniel with the candy cane in his hand. <laughs> I've got Miss Muffin. Hey, y'all. Back to the program. <laughs> so, take your written test at any point in time. You have to schedule your riding test. Someone else needs to take your motorcycle to the DMV for your riding test. Yep. Or you trailer it to the DMV. And then once you get to the DMV and you need to take your riding test, they will look at your motorcycle to make sure that it complies with all Tennessee state laws. Essentially, it has a speedometer, headlight, taillight, blinkers, and brake lights. None of them have to work, by the way. They just, they just have to have them. They have to be on the motorcycle. <laughs> uh, because I've never heard of anybody stating that they actually had to flash their high beams or anything like that. Doesn't mean they don't have to. Knowledge. Uh, And then you must proceed to, depending on where you're at in standards, for us, for me when I did it, the road that is currently behind the DMV on Bonnie Oaks Highway Mm -hmm. did not exist. Yeah. So I pulled out on the Bonnie Oaks Highway right in front of the DMV. This is a two, it's called Bonnie Oaks Highway. It is a two-lane just road. Uh, Pulled out, went to the apartments, approximately 75 feet up, turned around, come back. Congratulations, I have my license. Uh, The only place I think I could have failed, no, two places, is one, if I dropped my motorcycle, parking lot of that apartment complex is gravel, Mm. or two, if I didn't use my blinker, pulling in or out of the parking lot of the Oh, yeah. I think that's the only places I could have failed. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Was it stupid easy for me to get my license? Yes. Was I happy that it was stupid easy? Yes. Oh, yeah. Do I think it should be that easy? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> it does scare me a little bit. Now, when I got my license, I had only been riding a motorcycle for about three weeks. I had been very cautious. I knew how to ride a motorcycle. I had not rode on the road in traffic. So I was being extremely cautious. That's what I was nervous about. My very first street bike that I bought, I asked the person to bring it to my house because I would have to go through the middle of Udawal. Lots of traffic for anybody that knows Udawal. Yeah. 
So they brought the bike to my house. I took them back home. Good. Boom. Done. I lived on a straight, dead-end road where I proceeded to ride up and down the road and make circles in the cul-de-sac for about a week. Mm Mm-hmm. Where then I proceeded, because I was kind of on the edge of the city, literally right starting to get to the middle of nowhere. We were on Talent Road, like, getting out behind the airport. Okay, yeah. So, it was yeah, literally no, like, no, right no. there, yeah. all yeah. of a sudden, you're in nothing. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're in an area where people that live there, not even sure where they live. <laughs> They're like, I think I live, like, in, I think I live here. in Udwal. It might be McDonald's. I, <laughs> I have a Hamilton County address, but they tell me it's McDonald's, McDonald's, Bradley County. I don't know. Kajda was here the other day. I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, That's that accurate. being said. Uh, so, I rode in that little area. All that. I have a 600cc sport bike I've had for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get on it. I ride to the DMV. I go, hey, I would like to get my motorcycle license. And they go, okay, not a problem. Let's get you to take a test. And I go, okay, cool. So I do my writing te- my written test. I have rode the motorcycle there. I am not expecting, to, because everybody told me, don't ride your bike. I have drove a car a handful of times since I've ever bought my first motorcycle. Um, and that is that is a bit of an exaggeration, but anybody that knows me knows. I don't, I'm not in a car very often. No. Uh, so I, I ride to the DMV, do my written test. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, I need to schedule to do my riding test. They go, do you have your bike with you? And I go, yeah. And they go, cool, pull it around the side. We'll do it right now. And I'm like, well, they haven't like, asked okay. anything outside the fact of, is my bike with me? <laughs> sure thing. Pull it around the side. The girl comes out. I'm on a sport bike. I'm young. I'm dumb. Yes. <laughs> I see a lady wearing a Harley studded belt and Harley boots. I go, I'm about to fail. And she immediately goes, oh, that's a pretty motorcycle. And I go, oh, thank God. <laughs> and she goes, she kind of looks at the front of it. Walks around, looks at the back, and goes, does the horn work? I go, beep, beep. Like, I literally pushed the button. I didn't say the word. <laughs> you should, you should have said, beep, beep. beep. Push the button. Yeah, the horn works. She goes, cool. Uh, can you take a left at the light, go to the apartments, turn around and come back and pull right back in this parking spot? I go, really? She goes, yep. And I go, okay. So, I did that. All of 45 seconds later. This distance, for anybody that's listening, this is zero exaggeration. I don't think it's a quarter of a mile total no, distance. There no, back. it can't be. So, uh, and I got my license and I left. And I went, wow, that was super easy. And I was stupid happy. And over the years, I went, it should not have been that easy. <laughs> you know what it was? That lady was so used to the guys that have never had a motorcycle license that come in there like, well, I got a ticket, so I need to get my license now. Just go up to just the... Just go. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was just... I never dealt with that. But at the same time, where I was riding my bike at, if I'd gotten pulled over, I don't think I would have got a ticket. Yeah. Fair, fair yeah. enough. I mean, there are places in Chattanooga that... Yeah, but I was working for the fire department in that yeah, area. They, they, area. They, they, I was riding my motorcycle. Yeah, you wouldn't have... <laughs> Yeah, like everybody okay. knew that I had a motorcycle, and every single one of those police officers also worked for the fire department. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you were good to go. Yeah, you were fine. So, but I was I was 
extremely responsible. I never went out just joyriding, was like, hey, I'm going to do this. I was, I took my time to make sure that I appropriately knew how to ride a motorcycle, and I still do that. That's why I'm very big on just getting out of the parking lot, having fun, doing circles, those types yep. of things. Mm-hmm. If you drop your bike, you drop your bike, man. It's not the end of the world. Yep. It's going to be the end of the world if you don't know what you're doing. You get like an, act like an idiot on the road and, and get you or yourself get into an killed. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, do, be going to park a lot and practice. Yeah. So I'm, that's why I'm big about that now because I was big about that then. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about my capability of riding a motorcycle. I was worried about my capability of getting into traffic and getting into a situation where I went, oh, shit. Yeah. So. Because yeah. in the grand scheme of things, I mean, right. that's what really what you have to worry about on a motorcycle. You're not. Is, correct. You, you may have skill and ability, but you do have to compensate for everybody else for, around Yeah. You. Correct. I tell people all the time when people are like, be careful. I'm like, it's not me you got to worry about. It's, it's the, the other, other cars. cars. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but that being said. They have rules. Yes. Zero rules were followed the day I got my license. <laughs> that would be correct. I mean. Now, have the rules changed? We have an individual at the dealership that got his license two weeks ago. Not going to say any names. Okay. Okay. This person, just to clarify, has not been riding motorcycles at the dealership. Because they weren't on insurance. <laughs> yeah. So, because they didn't have a motorcycle license. Yeah, they were on insurance to drive the truck. Yeah, but you need they to were not on your insurance motorcycle endorsement yeah. to, to ride a motorcycle with the dealership. Yeah. yeah. So two weeks ago, they were like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna go get my motorcycle license today." And I was like, "Fantastic! Where are you going?" And they go, "Well, I was just gonna go right out here to Bonnie Oaks because it is down straight in the shop." I go, "Great! Let me know how it goes." About 45 minutes later, they're back. Hey, I got my license. I was like, "Good for Sweet. you! Right? I know you <laughs> can do it." Yeah. They also went on their motorcycle. <laughs> now I will which say, is a chopper that has no blinkers barely has a headlight and tail light I mean it's fine now it's I will fine. say the DMV that's up there in Red Bank, Red Bank actually has like a parking lot that's for yes so I know people that have went to Red Bank yeah and they're like you don't leave the parking lot no really uh, no because the parking lot they have a side area for... that's big enough oh I didn't know yeah. that where they have they used to set out cones, but apparently they, they went out they and painted, painted it. it now. Yeah. Oh, that's cool, And basically, actually. you just... All it is is like an S, you make a U-turn, yeah. come back through the S, call it a day. Yeah. I mean, that's nice, though. Uh, I have that. So... But they can see you the entire time. They can't see you the True. entire time. At the Bonnie Oaks DMV, you have to walk around the front of the building to watch you drive to the apartments. Yeah. yeah. So... And that's uh, really hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they don't do that now. They Now they go down that back street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, as, as soon as you're 50 feet away, they can't see you anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which, the back street's probably better if you're trying to get a license. What I never understood, <laughs> though, was they had a huge parking lot out back. They do. The, nobody's ever in. No. No. But that would involve effort. That would work. Hey, go around the that block and back. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, you're oh, good. Oh, if you went around the block, you'd be going for like... 30 minutes. <laughs> Turn around at the uh, like a joy reserve ride. base right there. Well, like Noah Reed is closed. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if yeah, you went around done. the block, you'd go up to Hicks and Pike. You couldn't go down Center for Gap Road because Center for Gap Road's closed. Mm-hmm. Mm. You'd have to go all the way up to Shalliford, <laughs> down Shalliford, <laughs> onto 153, <laughs> back off onto. Whatever that road is that cuts through from 58 to yeah. the airport. 
back around to Bonnie Hooks back up to the Just shop. Do a joyride. You, you, I mean, you'd be gone yeah. 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd yeah. be a good 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. 45 minutes if there's traffic or yeah. anybody, any backup. Yeah. Yeah. The I mean, an hour if there's a train on takes on yeah. on uh, well, see, Hickory Valley. The lady's gone back inside. She's like, it's lunchtime. Go do the block. Just go do it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's I think it's extremely too easy. Yeah. Um, I think we should have permitted license. Mm-hmm. I am not under the belief y'all can chastise me all you want that you have to go to school. I agree. I think it's a good thing. Okay, I do think it's a good thing, but I'm not going to tell someone that maybe has grown up with a dirt bike, hey, you have to go take this course. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know people that have been riding for years that went and took the course and beat their head against the wall Mm -hmm. because they were like, I didn't get anything out of the course except for my license. And we're talking about people that know how to ride. Yeah. But now, now. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Yeah. You take someone like Muffin. She's been practicing, but she's going to go take the class. Yeah. I encourage her to go take the class because she has zero experience on motorcycles outside of riding around in the parking lots practicing. Yeah, new, new, yeah. Those those classes are geared towards, towards new. brand new riders and people that have never ridden. Now, I will say, during, so me and Stephanie took the class prior to her getting her motorcycle endorsement. Well, there are, I will say this, there are some dealerships that will not let you take that bike home unless you have a license. Huh. They'll they'll put it on trailer. Yeah. Oh yeah. They won't let you get on it right home though without a license. Huh. I Fair mean, enough. I used to work for one of those dealers. I'm not surprised. So uh, that tells you who that is. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not not surprised. But there was a gentleman in that class, older gentleman, that had been riding for many years. And out of the two people that dropped their motorcycles that day, he was one of them. Mm. So, you know, just because you have experience doesn't mean you're good at writing. That's <laughs> right. true. That's very but, true. And depending on what, where you are and what you're doing, I've heard from some people at some of these other classes, they're like, man, the things you want to do, how are you supposed to even know that without ever writing? And yeah. I go, I get that. But I've also heard some people go, well, look, I'm about making a U-turn inside of 20 feet. How can you do that? And I go, you can't do a U-turn inside of 20 feet. There's a problem. <laughs> that's, that's a roadway. Turn, turn around in the street. <laughs> I could do a U-turn in a single lane. Yeah. I tried to do a U-turn the first time I got on the KTM, you know, because I thought I was, you know, <laughs> badass. It's fine. You are badass. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I said, you are. No, aren't. you are. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> she's like, lean with the bike. Not when you're going that slow. Right, right. <laughs> lean. She had her knee on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> bike was up straight, but her knee was on the uh, her knee was on the ground. Actually. It was. Yeah. So there's the proof. Yeah. Uh, so do I think the class is appropriate for somebody like you said, that's never rode before mm-hmm. or very, very new at riding or something like that? Yes. I think that's the uh, ideal candidate. I don't want to make it a requirement. No. And on the tier licensing system, I would like to make it a test level. Yeah. Minimum time or not a minimum, no minimum time period. Test level. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to do, say, four tiers, you know, you get your license, cool. When I can I schedule my next appointment for to go to tier two? Cool. When can I schedule my next appointment to go to tier three? Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't want to make someone go through this because I've had a friend in Georgia where they do permits. Yeah. Now, with a permit in Georgia, from my understanding, 
There's a CC requirement. Uh, there is a time of day requirement. Mm-hmm. There is a distance requirement. You can't be so far from home. So basically, when he was riding with his wife on the back of a street glide in Florida, that was illegal. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think some of those, especially for, let's just, I'm going to use an example, like a tier one rider. Someone that's gotten the first tier, they just got their fresh license. I think having a, you know, you don't ride past sunset, you know, you ride between these hours, you don't ride certain distances, you don't have a passenger. I think that's a good thing. Well, right. But I I think it could go more as going, instead of saying tier one, say permit level. Yeah, permit level. But I think think that I actually, that's something I'm going to agree with. I don't generally like government oversight, but I think that's a safety issue. But I would put in there a clause. But if you did take the course, yeah, you can skip permit level. I would agree. I with agree that. with I that. I think yeah. that's fair. So what I would do is permit level. Yeah. Which is, I would put it at five hundred cc's. Yeah, especially nowadays. Period. Yeah. Five hundred cc's. Period. I don't want to go. Well, six fifty for cruisers and no, no, no five hundred cc's. So five hundred cc limit. Daylight hours only. Yep. No passenger. I think that's a that's, yeah for that's a fire. permit level. This is not a right an actual. This is your permit license. Um, that I would require permits ninety days. Yeah, minimum, uh, yeah. minimum yeah. ninety days that expire after one year. So if somebody doesn't want to, they're like, okay, this is not for me. That's yeah. fine. They don't have to worry about going and trying to renew it or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And, and I think having the five hundred cc cap. You know, you're not going to be stuck on like a 125 for that full year. No, you can get a CBR yeah. 500. It's a fun bike. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of motorcycles you can get under 500 cc's that are very capable of doing it. There's a lot of bikes you could buy that are 500 cc's that are just fun. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And that's I, why I say 500 cc yeah. cap. You know, yeah. it's, that's only Rebel 500. Yeah. But that also keeps you away from the 600 Super Sports. Correct. <laughs> that's right. why I put it at 500. Yeah. True. Because, you know, the first inclination would be to say, oh, yeah, 650. If you if you went six fifty because most people would say six fifty because of the six fifty cruisers, you're gonna have the guy that goes out and buys the six hundred RR. Yeah, of course. And yeah, that is not <laughs> it's the, not it's not the same bike. No. no. So uh, and it's easier than going asterisk or going. Oh yeah. well, these bikes fall in separate category. No, yeah, let's remove just, all that. Yeah. Let's just per- say permitted license. Permitted license. Five hundred cc's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now keep in mind it expires after one year. And you can't renew. I would have a non-renewal. Yeah. The the permit is basically you, you a have, get your abilities. You have your, one year, minimum 90 days, maximum of one year, to move on to what I would then call tier one. Yeah. A full, okay. Let's just say a full license. A full a license. Tier one. tier one, full license, which gets you up to, we'll call it 800, because a lot of manufacturers... Mm, yeah. Yeah. I'm moving from I, 750s I say, to 800 yeah, cc. Maybe, maybe five, six years ago, I would have said 750 because that was, yeah, that right. was the mid to, you know. Right. But even like, you know, Suzuki with yeah. their new 800. Yeah. Stuff like that. We'll call it 800. So keep in mind, you can stay on your little 500. You ain't got to get a bigger bike. Nope. It doesn't. But just because you move to the new tier, it does not mean you have to be on a bigger motorcycle. But you, you can are have allowed. A, you can have a Grom. Yeah. 
If that's what you and, like, yeah. And stay underground. But, but now you have a permanent license. Correct. Regardless of if that, that you does, want, you have that, a permanent license. Yeah. When I say it does not expire, it expires just like our regular motorcycle license does now. You renew it every couple of years. You renew it whenever you renew your driver's license, you renew your motorcycle license. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a M endorsement on your or on your driver's license. Yes. With the, that being said, I wouldn't be too dissuaded. They'd have to make the process a little bit easier. But I wouldn't be too, too dissuaded from saying, hey, if you have a motorcycle license, when it's time for renewal, you have to do a road test. I mean, you know, that's I, I, I've thought about that with your regular driver's license. Well, a lot I, of people are going to say yeah. at a certain age. Yeah, yeah a certain anyways, age. Yeah. Uh, and I would do it at a certain age for your regular driver's license. But for a motorcycle, uh, a road test. Now, I would offer that ability to be done. I would offer it to where people could get certified. So basically by the state to give the certification or the stamp to go, yes, this person's still qualified Mm -hmm. to where they could go to their local dealership or come to like us. We would have somebody certified. We're not talking about training school. We're not talking about all that stuff. You're already your license. You're just coming and scheduling a ride with, the certified person one day or a couple of people that are certified yeah. and then go, you know, ride a 10 mile loop together. That's all you're yeah. doing. Yeah. You're going out and riding 10 miles together and go, and I go, Hey, yeah, you still ride pretty good. Here's your stamp. Cool. Yeah. Done. Yeah, you can still do it. You're yeah. good. Call it a day. That's yep. fair. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. And, and, I, and I would make yeah. it simple like that. Yeah. Now, if someone wants to get certified, we're not going to go down that road, but yeah. that's a different world. Yeah. yeah. But I would be, I would be interested in, in doing stuff like that. Have, have the certification kind of be like uh, basically just a check. Just a, yeah. Like, hey, a qualified person said that you're able to ride and you still have the skills and abilities to do Yeah, so almost like safely. a like almost a like, a like how somebody gets notarized. Was how somebody gets notarized. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because you know, not to take away from somebody like my dad that went 30 years without a motorcycle but kept his motorcycle license the whole time. Yeah. Not to take away from him, but when he got back on a motorcycle, he was like, I got to get the hang of it for a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he hadn't been on a motorcycle in so long. There's a lot of people that they don't ride enough or. Oh, it's that they don't have that confidence. Or they, they, yeah. or they honestly shouldn't. Don't need to don't be, need to be riding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, it would have to be heavily vetted Yeah. on who would be certified <laughs> and all this other stuff because you wouldn't want to be able I got a buddy that does that. You pay him fifty bucks. Well, and, and yeah. even even if it was heavily vetted, you know stuff like that's still going to happen. Stuff like that is still going to happen, but realistically, when it comes down to it, you don't have to go. Oh, you ride like an idiot. Well, I tell you what, so this guy fifty dollars and he'll just do it. Just ride <laughs> normal for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I got to do that. I broke the transmission on my motorcycle. Trust me, I can ride like an idiot. Uh, well, so. <laughs> Tier one, eight hundred CCs. Yep, you don't have any restrictions other than the zero CC restrictions. Limit. Yeah, yeah, which I think is fair. Zero restrictions That's fair. except for max CC limit. Okay, tier, tier two. two. I think you need to have your tier one license for a minimum of six months. I'm going to say. Hey, what months. if we change the CC limit to nine hundred? Let's change it to nine hundred. Okay. I mean, you could. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, well, that's then, still fair. then it's going to be a whole lot easier to go. Hey, this person wants a Harley eight eighty three. Yeah. True. Yeah. They can get into a lower level sport. That's fair. A lower level Harley. 
Um, then, well, do we at that point do we want to just say like nine seventy five because that keeps you away from? I still want to stay below one thousand. That's what I'm saying. Like you're, yeah. you're still yeah. below most you're of the one thousand cc bikes. But the only problem you get into is like RS nine hundred. Yeah. But a six hundred double R is probably faster than oh yeah for sure yeah. So that's why I'm saying you know almost almost kind of like would you you know we'll say nine hundred ninety cc's yeah whatever keeps you just below, below the one thousand yeah. cc super sports yeah well when you get into super sports it's usually like nine nine six nine nine seven nine nine yeah. eight nine yeah. nine nine one thousand yeah so nine hundred ninety cc's yeah okay and down. Uh, not 999 because everybody's going to go, good thing my CBI 1000 is actually 999cc. Nope. You're right, it is, but, but you don't it, qualify. You don't 990 qualify. 990cc. It don't work that way. So, <laughs> 990. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then, now, but that is where I don't put a minimum time period on it. Really? No. Fair enough. Well, if, if we're requiring them to have a permit for... At max a year, is there a minimum time? Minimum ninety days. Ninety days. Okay, so then we go to tier one. The thing is, is keep in mind, you don't have to be riding. Yeah, you just have to have it. You just have to yeah. have it. So for somebody that has a dirt bike, you know, I'm gonna borrow a buddy's bike. I'm gonna go get my permit real quick or whatever. You hang on to it for ninety days, and then you borrow another buddy's bike and you go get your tier one and go ahead yeah. and schedule mm-hmm. tier two. So that eliminates a lot of a headache for people that know how to ride. True. Okay. Yeah. The only place that this comes into a problem for me is the guys that, uh, from a business standpoint, the guy that wants to come in and buy a street glide that's 45 years old that's never rode a day in his life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're yeah. then, you're then. Harley's not going to do very well where they have very few bikes that are under a thousand cc's. But they can go take the rider's course. Yep. Skips the permit. Okay. And automatically puts them in tier one. Yeah. So now they can get an 883 or the 95. They can have have the straight glide. They just can't legally ride it. If they get pulled over, it still needs to be the same way where it's... They have have a license that they can purchase and they can't. Uh, So, you know, have your straight glide. Go take the course. Get your straight glide. Go do this or whatever. Uh, Go ahead and get scheduled for your tier two because it might be the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they'd figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, in my mind, there'd be testing between permit tier one and tier two. Basically, what it comes down for me is people just need to. There's too many people. It's too easy here to get Mm -hmm. your license. Yes. But I don't want to detract from people that know how to ride. Yeah. Yeah. And make it harder for them to get their license. Mm Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I know people in Georgia that were just like, I'm just going to keep riding without a license. Oh, a lot of people do a that. A lot of people do that. Because it's too hard to get your license. It's easier to get a gun in Georgia <laughs> than it is to get your license. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But it's easier in Tennessee to get your motorcycle license than it is to get a gun in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you're not wrong. That, that is <laughs> That is true. I mean, I'm I'm all for having better testing standards, doing something like that, having a tiered system like we're talking about. You know, you have your 
permit period. You right. have a tier one and tier yeah. two. Well, that's why with the permit, I'm putting a minimum and a maximum. Yeah. I'm not putting a minimum time period between tier one and tier two. Just yeah. to prevent punishment from yeah. people that know how to ride. Yeah. And, yeah. and tier two is you can ride whatever you want. That's where tier yeah, two. Yeah, tier, yeah. tier two becomes unlimited. Yeah, it's it's just like your current motorcycle yeah, like, license. You have the ability yeah. to go ride whatever motorcycle you want but with no restrictions. Yeah. You have to do riding tests every, what is it, seven years, eight years, whenever our license expires. <laughs> I think it's yeah. like seven. But uh, doing this also, we're taking away state rights because we're talking about a national level yeah. test. Yeah. True. But, I mean. There's some things that need to be standardized. And, I, and honestly, I don't think that would be a bad standardization. Between all no. the states, you have a u- uniform licensing mm. program for motorcycle riders. Now, I, I believe we should be doing the same thing with cars, too. A very similar, you know, you get the teenager that gets a fucking Mustang. I don't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I, a 16-year-old does not need a Hellcat. No. No, no absolutely not. Absolutely they not. need to get a little Toyota Camry. <laughs> Are there 16-year-olds out there that can handle Hellcats? Yeah. I'm sure, but... Not as many 16-year-olds can handle Hellcats as 16-year-olds that can handle 1,000cc bikes, though. Yeah. I would guarantee you there's more 16-year-olds that could jump on a leader bike and ride it with no issues than there, than there is 16-year-olds that can jump in a Hellcat and drive it responsibly. But then yeah. again, with the, but. the opposite of that is we know 40, 50-year-olds that can't do either of those things. So That's fine. I don't, I don't think age is necessarily the age issue. Is, is, age is just a number. I think, it, I think age, it's, does it become, age does become a little bit of an issue, though. When you're at the bottom and top, that's typically Correct. Where I mean, the yeah. issue. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not as much of an issue when you're talking about 20, 30, and 40-year-olds. No. Or no. even 50-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say 20, 20 to 50. 20 to 50 is a But good. when you're getting into guys in your 60s, yep. my dad was in his 70s, and up until the day he died, you would have not known he was in his 70s. My mom and Heather's mom are both in their 70s, and you would not know that they're in no. their 70s. My yeah. dad. Okay. But Heather's dad has been on his deathbed For since we've been dating. 20 years. And we've been dating 20 years. And he's and 37. <laughs> yeah. He's a year older than Heather. Yeah. Um, he started young. Yeah. He is 72. Yeah. He's 72. Yeah. We've been together for 20 years. And I, this man has been full gray hair on his deathbed since the day we've been dating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he was 52. Yeah. And and that brings up. And he uh, can't ride like he used to. He can't. No, he can't. He knows that though. Yeah, he is. Well, he at least he, acknowledges it. Well, I think he He's acknowledges it though, with it. because of how much like you and I that are around him talk about these types of things. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> but at the same time, Marvin, who is is also in his early seventies, extremely capable, and oh, yeah. can stay on my bumper the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He calls me slow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are. Yeah. But, um. Captain Slow. <laughs> but, like, if I told Mar- Okay. Let's just, uh, let's just keep an eye. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep an keep eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Sorry, technical so, difficulties. It's fine. Um, so, like I say, with, with Marvin, Marvin's not going to have an issue with that. Yeah. He's going to understand because he's on the same page as people need to learn how to ride. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, uh, you know, that's. 
something that we've talked about in length. You know, you're always learning. You can get better. Everybody can get better at writing. True. Yeah. You know, that's you talking about being in a parking lot somewhere, practicing, doing circles, donuts, you know, things mm. like that. <laughs> you just practicing U-turns. Can't turn around in 12 well, feet. <laughs> take our ADV training that we do at the dealership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been people that have taken that training that have been riding ADV bikes for 10 or 15 years. Yeah. They're like, I got so much out of that class. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we're talking about a basic training course. Mm-hmm. But you know what? As far as testing goes, I think courses like that should actually count as your testing. Uh, you know, that's like a continuing education thing. Like you can, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. in, in yeah. lieu of taking a well, test every yeah. seven years. Okay, maybe this is what it comes down to. It's like a maybe this is what it comes down to. It's not so much the tiered system. What we truly believe in is you don't need to take an idiot and put them on a motorcycle that can get them killed. Yeah. No, yeah. And you need to have continued training and education. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that's Absolutely. only fair. That, that, that is, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it boils down to we want people to be you know, safe. We yeah. want people to know what they're doing. We want people to get out there and ride, but be yeah. safe. Yeah. Fine. Keep your licenses the way they are. But practice. Yeah. Training. You know, and like, I know, I know the conversation always comes up when I see it talked about in foreign countries with like CCs and things like that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, I'm, I'm doing this as a, so like, I look at bikes like my KZ 1000. Yeah. You know, that's a nearly 50 year old motorcycle. It's a 1000 CC. So technically that'd be a tier two licensed motorcycle. You have to have, it's, you know. 10, 15 cc's, that's above the limit. You have to have a tier two license in our theoried world that we just created. But even now, when you compare modern bikes to that motorcycle, that is still a enhanced skill level riding bike just because I wouldn't take someone just because they can ride a modern leader bike yeah. and put them on your one of your KZs yeah. because they're going to go... It's not stopping. <laughs> but they don't. Yeah. They don't know. They don't yeah. have. You know, just because they can ride this bike. Yeah, with all yeah. the doesn't mean they have and things like that. Doesn't yeah. mean they have that skill or fortitude to go. This is an older bike. It's a completely different it's, feel. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. going to handle as well. It's not going to stop as fast. All of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, that's where everybody should start on something that's really <laughs> something old, that's that old. doesn't have any electronics on it. They have no safety features, no ABS, no <laughs> stability control, nothing like that. Bare bones, barely even starts. Hey. Well, with the cost of everything, <laughs> it takes a lot. Starting that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, I have been given the opportunity. Okay. To ride a very vintage Harley Davidson. Oh. Oh. Is it one of the ones at the dealership? No. Oh. I just have to travel to ride it. Okay. Where do you have to travel to? Oh, we need to do this anyway. Cool Springs, but... Tennessee. Okay. We have been invited by Sean. Okay. Of Bikes and Beards to come up to his place. Really? And podcast. Okay. And he said he'd let me ride his 36 knuckle. Oh, that would be badass. Nice. I just want to yeah. sit on it. <laughs> that's one of those things can I ride a 36 knuckle yes I can have I ever rode one no how do yeah. I know I can ride a 36 knuckle because I know I can jockey shift I know I can foot clutch and I know 
it's a 1936. The I told him, I said, what I'm worried about with a bike that old, because I have rode a very old WL. Yeah. Okay. The WL I rode did not have a spark advanced. He yeah. goes, he told me, and I, I said something about that. He didn't really touch on that, but he was like, you don't have to worry about that. So his might not have a spark advanced. That, I don't know how to operate that. That is a very, you have to learn to do that. Yes. Mm. So um, maybe that's not an issue, or maybe once it gets running good, it, that's not an issue anyways. Yeah, if it's already warmed up, then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, more, more I don't know. I know I can operate a foot clutch because I've operated a foot clutch bike before. I know I can operate a jog shift because obviously when I operated a foot clutch bike, it had a jog shift. <laughs> yeah. They, so. they, those kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. actually reversed. It's on this side. Yes. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I would, yeah, that will, that's like, oh, I will, out of time. I will wee myself. I'm, I'm sure you will. So so you'll have permagrant oh, for that. Oh, yeah, I'd have yeah. permagrant 100%. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so. But once again, that's talking about learning and riding something with knowledge that you've learned from being safe and an advanced rider. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not, and you even talking about, well, I know how to do this, but it's still, you know, it makes me nervous and I want to make sure that I do it right. Correct. Yeah. That's, well, and it's like the one that I rode with a foot clutch, okay, was not the same type of foot clutch that's on that. The foot clutch that's on that, it's a, a foot rocker clutch. When you push it forward, it's a neutral. Yeah. You give it gas, it's not going to go anywhere. It's a neutral. It stays a neutral. You have to rock it back to come out of the clutch. Because uh, it's not a spring actuated type deal. Okay. So, but that's the thing. I literally know enough about it. Yeah. That I'm already starting ahead of the curve. Yeah. yeah. You're not the, coming in with a blank slate. Like, right. Kind of figure yeah. it out as I have go. rode a foot clutch bike. It's been several, several years. It wasn't Sean Shovelhead. Uh, several, several years. I rode a foot clutch motorcycle. Actually, when I worked at the Honda shop, there was mm-hmm. a guy that had a Honda chopper, VLX chopper. I had a foot clutch and a jockey shaft. Interesting. And it was a spring-propelled foot clutch. So when you push it in, clutches in. Yeah. As you let your foot out, yeah. let your foot off of it, it automatically springs back and like, starts to engage. Like a car. Yeah. Yeah. So Interesting. Yeah. I have I have rode a foot clutch motorcycle with a jockey shaft, but the rocker-style foot clutch, no, I haven't. But once again, I know exactly how they operate. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not... Like, uh... It's not completely uh, something you've never even heard of. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, I want to build an Evo chopper that has a foot clutch, but I also want a spring-actuated foot clutch. I don't want a rocker foot clutch. Yeah. The spring-actuated just seems better. Seems like a more simple system. It is a more simple system. Yeah. Less room for error. Correct. Yeah. Oh, I'm ready to go. Crap, I'm a neutral. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, but the the reason they had the the rocker style was so you could put your foot down. Mm. Makes sense. Well, it's a spring actuated. You're you're either in gear, or you're not. Correct. Yeah. So a lot of guys that have that when they come up to neutral, they will like, or when they come up to a light, they'll just pop it in neutral. Yeah. Either that or you have to hold the clutch the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, keeping it. You don't want to do that with a very heavy motorcycle either. No. 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 So. 
Anyways. Well, that's exciting news. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, uh, since we were talking about it before, and I haven't talked about it here, Marvin, mm-hmm. Road to Atlanta. I went back to the old folks convention, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. the hog training. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> uh, went to Atlanta this time. This has been over a month ago, actually. Yeah. I haven't talked about it. Uh, because I, yes, now you have to for talk the past about two it. years, I stood up and told the problem. Told them the biggest problem with the hog chapter was everybody was too old. Uh, I didn't have to do that this time because the very first question, the very first thing that was said was by a lady much older than me said, how do we get and retain younger members of the hog chapter? And I was like, Good. my work is done. <laughs> I've, I've imparted enough knowledge. I don't have to do it again. So uh, that being said, there was three hog officers there that were younger than me. Now granted, I'll be 40 this year. Two of those hog officers were in their 20s. Which is a huge thing. That, yes, that's it was. massive. Yes, it was. You know, uh, and that's something that we've harped on here multiple times, talking about getting younger people into riding and, you know, getting them to stay riding. Yeah. You know, it's a... You, you look at younger generations, and it's not a desire like it was for us. No. Growing up in the, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. So... I think that's great. I, I think that's great that they have younger members of the hog chapter, more leaders of the hog chapters. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I rode down there with Marvin mm-hmm. and Fritchie. Uh, we were not a hundred feet down the road, and I made the statement about I didn't know if I was in an episode of Secondhand Lions, <laughs> but I did know that it was more like an episode of Grumpier Old Men. <laughs> They bickered <laughs> like a. They bickered like grumpy old men. Yeah, like an old married couple. No, no, like it, watch the movie Grumpy Old Men. Yeah, I've seen it. They acted just like that. <laughs> like Marcus, no difference. That's your future. <laughs> that's your future. Down the road. That is not my future. That is right. y'all's future, right there. Both that is of y'all. Not my future. Both that of is y'all. Not our future. You want to know why? Why? Because that's our reality.
Hey everybody, this is Sean at White Lightning Harley-Davidson. I want to thank you for listening to the Daily Biker Podcast. You can reach the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at The Daily Biker, or you can email the podcast at thedailybiker at gmail.com. Be sure to keep an eye on White Lightning Harley-Davidson social media pages for the most up-to-date information on all our events and where you can find the boys.